We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is Tyrese Halliburton, and you're listening to Setting the Pace. gentlemen do we have a special episode for you today here on setting the pace my good man mike Fachi. he's been working the phone lines he's been working the emails he finally did it aaron neesmith pacer starting forward joining the podcast today Fachi. great job by you by getting him how you doing today brother oh i'm doing great been working on this one for a while i just felt like from the <laughs> second aaron neesmith came here it was like Got to get this guy on the show. Yeah. God, I want the proper introduction of Aaron to, to the whole fan base. And he did not disappoint. It, it was awesome to really see him, you know, open up, talk about stuff off the court, talk about who he's closest with on the court, and just everything that went in, you know, that goes into a career year. And that is exactly what we've seen from Aaron this year. Yeah, absolutely. So we were able to record this on Monday afternoon around 5 o'clock. I guess it's Monday evening, you could say, but... Five o'clock before you know they play the Mavericks on Tuesday. So we wanted to get a, a quick interview in there with him while he had some time. And I think he was just chilling in his hotel room, giving us some time to talk with us about the Pacers and his season and that kind of stuff. So really cool. I think you're going to enjoy some of the insight. We try to get some like behind the scenes stuff too. So just, just keep an eye on that. And uh, maybe we'll get an update on his nickname as well, if you're not sure what his nickname is. But Fachi, let's go ahead and take a quick commercial break. And we're going to go ahead and bring on our guest, Aaron Eastman. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we now welcome on the man who is in the midst of a career season. He wears number 23, our very own starting forward, Aaron Neesmith. Aaron, how are you? I'm good. Thank you guys for having me. Glad to be here. Of course, we've been looking forward to it. So, you know, Aaron, let's, I guess, just start from uh, when you joined the Pacers. I mean, you're coming off of a trip to the NBA Finals with the Boston Celtics before being traded to the Pacers in the offseason. I mean, what were those emotions like knowing that you were traded, but also to a place where it could very well equate to a larger role? Uh, yeah, it was it was weird, um, you know, getting traded. It was uh, it was a little bit of like mixed emotions of, of sad and happy. Um, and I was obviously sad to be leaving my teammates and all the relationships that I, I created over the past two years in Boston and then um, – but at the same time, being very happy and excited about the opportunity that I knew I was going to get here in Indiana. So um took me about, you know, a day, a day to get over it. And then as soon as the day ended, I was just, it was just all excitement. Yeah. I mean, j- jumping into summer league right away too. I mean, I give you props for that. You don't see a lot of three-year players or third-year players playing the summer league, but you know, I-, I love that you were eager to get out there with the Pacers. So I'm just curious though, the big thing for me, you know, seeing you as a backup for a big, big beginning at the beginning of the season and then being put into that starting lineup there as that, you know, that three or that four, whatever position you're exactly playing. I'm not sure. But, you know, that other forward out there. What is the big difference for you uh, in terms of starting versus coming off the bench? Um, it's really just, um, you know, how you approach the game, um, like as far as setting the tone. Um when the, if you're starting the game, especially if you're, you know, guarding some uh, very talented players, it's very important to start the game off with a certain tone. That way the refs come, the refs, refs got it for the flow of the game. Uh, the guys coming off the bench get it for the flow of the game. Opposed to coming off the bench, you know, you got to read the starters flow and how the game's going and figure out a way how to impact the game once you get checked in. So um, that's a, that's, I would say that's the biggest difference. You know, in an era right now where players are criticized a lot for not playing enough defense, no one's going to say that about you. I mean, we knew you could shoot the leather off the ball coming out of Vanderbilt, but what you've shown on the defensive end has just been such a treat for Pacer fans. How much pride do you take in being an absolute workhorse on the defensive end? Uh, Yeah, I take a lot of pride in, um, you know, my defense. That was one thing during my 
time in Boston. Uh, that was something that's why I got into the game. And so being able to carry that here in Indiana and just, you know, get better and better and learn, you know, the hard way by getting thrown into the fire in, in some aspects. But um, uh, it's something that going into every game, I take my matchup very seriously and I watch uh, copious amounts of film uh, on my opponent before the game starts. So. Yeah. At 23 years of age, you absolutely fit the timeline and core of this team. I mean, you've been a vital part and also moving forward, which we're all excited about. Can you sort of describe the type of culture that the Pacers are building? Because while we might not be there yet, Oh, you can let the league's best know that we're coming and Boston just saw it recently. We beat Boston earlier. I mean, what type of culture are we building right now? Uh, we're building a special one for sure. Um, we're building a special one of guys who work hard, who want to get better, who want to win, play the right way, play for each other, um, and ultimately, you know, have fun while we all do it. So it's been it's been a great time while I've been here so far. Talk to me about playing with Tyrese Halliburton, obviously one of the best passers in the NBA just always having to, you know, be ready because his head is on a swivel looking for everybody and how awesome it's been to play with him. Uh, it's been awesome. You know, we're one of the fastest paced, fastest paced team in the league. And uh, that's a big part of him um, because of his ability to catch the ball and go and get us all in transition. And he'll find all of us. If you're running, he's going to find you. So um, it gives incentives for everybody. and makes everybody's lives a lot easier in the offensive end having him out there. Hey, it's definitely great to have him out there. We saw what the team looked like without him. Obviously, it's a bit of a difference, but uh, the Pacers are currently 27 and 35, but and actually 9 and 4 in games that where you score 15 or more, which I've been calling you the X factor of this team. You know, when when you think about how this season's been and some of the big games that you've had, I mean, you've scored a career high two or three different times this year. Is there a certain feeling you get after seeing maybe that first shot or first three-pointer go in where you know, yeah, I think I'm cooking tonight? Yeah, for sure. There's some nights, you know, you wake up on the right side of the bed and, you know, you walk into the gym feeling good. First shot goes in, and you're like, oh, yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be a special night. So um, I've had a couple of nights like that this year, and hopefully we can get some more. Yeah, we, we definitely need some more of those because we need to see you just continue to to drill those three-pointers. But I'll say this, you know, guarding, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but guarding the toughest players on the opposing team, it, it's a challenge. And I know that there for a little while, you know, it seemed like you were getting in foul trouble early on and having to play through getting quick fouls in the first and second quarter. And it was just frustrating because, like, it feels like, what can I do? I'm, I'm, you're trying to be physical, but you're not trying to foul. Then sometimes, you know, the offensive players get so much of an advantage in today's NBA how have you been able to kind of change your game a little bit and to keep yourself from getting into early foul trouble uh, in, in recent games? Uh, yeah, it's just being smarter, knowing uh, knowing when I can be aggressive and when I can't be aggressive. Um, and a lot of it has to do with, you know, who I'm guarding. You know, some of these guys are big-name guys, and they're going to get the benefit of the doubt um, when the whistle blows. So um, just being almost over – over exaggerative with you know with my hands and just making sure I guard him with my chest. So uh been a, that's been a big learning curve for me and I gotta continue to get better at that. You know, when you're talking about a learning curve, I mean a lot of it comes with extended playing time. And from doing some research, I saw that you've actually spent, you know, they broke down, you know, your position. You spent 15% of your time at shooting guard, 47% of your time at small forward, 38% of your time at power forward. 
Is there a position in mind that you feel you thrive most at, or is it just like, hey, it's 2023, this is the era of positionless basketball? Uh, definitely, it's yeah, you know, the era of positionless ba- uh, positionless basketball. I don't, I don't think about going into the game at any position. I just go out there thinking, play, you know, run, run to the corner, run to the wing, you know, pass, kick, move, um, and it's just you know everybody can do it one through four. So that's just my mindset. Yeah, we we saw the Pacers make a trade uh, at the deadline, which we weren't sure if this team was going to make any trades or not because you guys had had such a really special chemistry. Uh, I, I'm curious, you know, adding George Hill to this team, what has his veteran leadership meant for you guys? Uh, he's been huge since the minute he landed here in India. His voice has been um, – it's been heard in the locker room. Uh, um, from the very first game, uh, he had some choice words for us at halftime to kind of get us fired up. So um, he's been he's been great, especially just for everybody since we're so young. Just another great voice that everybody can listen to. You know, staying on that topic, I mean, whether it was in Boston or Indiana, like who was your vet that's really kind of took you under the wing or showed you a lot in this league? Um, yeah, I've learned – I wouldn't say there's one person that's just taught me so much that uh, I would say it's just a culmination of everybody. Um, during my time in Boston, I used to watch, you know, Jason and Jalen, how they work out, how they move, how they carry themselves on the defensive side. I watched Marcus and the little tips and tricks he had uh, rehabbing. Um, Al was Al had a great routine day in and day out, so I would always watch his routine, and I kind of I kind of stole some stuff from him that I brought into my daily routine over here. Um, over here, you know, we got James Johnson, we got TJ McConnell, two, uh, two veterans who've been around here for a long time. So uh, they've taught me a lot during my time here so far. Um, got Miles Turner, the way he carries himself. Now we got George, you know, it's just a combination of everybody I've been a part of um, and just taking little things from each and every one of them. Awesome, man. Well, I got to ask you this because I'm always curious, you know, what your routine is before a game. So, Obviously, you have walkthrough, and then you guys, you know, have your pregame meal. Do you take a nap? Is there something you do to get yourself ready for the game? Maybe just walk me through uh, a day in the life of Aaron Neesmith before a Pacers game. Uh, well, I mean, it's shoot around and then a nap. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> it's uh, I used to I used to hate napping, but over the years now, it's become a mandatory thing. Okay. Uh, what kind of nap are we talking about? Like, what's the sweet spot before a game? Because you obviously don't want to nap for too long. But what, yeah. what's like, what do you go with? I say an hour minimum. Okay. Oh, that's nice. Free game, hour minimum, sometimes two hours, depending on how tired I am. Uh, um, but if it's no no game day, then I try my best not to nap. But because I'm in a routine of napping so much now, I usually pass out for like 20 minutes. You got like a pregame meal or anything like that that you eat? Is there like something you go to, or is it you change it up all the time? Um, something with pasta always. Okay. Um, pasta or it's either pasta or a sub, like from uh, from like Subway, Jimmy John's, any, anything like that. Now we usually hear like what's the good pregame meal, but like what's off the table when it comes to that? Like what's just not a good pregame meal? Uh, fast food, anything. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Taco Bell. <laughs> but you hear about these guys eating McDonald's before a game, and you're just like, I just don't understand how you're running up and down the court, guarding the, the league's elite, and you're doing off of fast food, but to each their own. 
Yeah, that's exactly it. To each their own. There are some guys who can eat McDonald's and five guys or whatever before the game, and I'm, I'm just not one of those guys. Um, but, I, you know, kudos to them. <laughs> yeah, lots of carbs to burn off there with what you're eating, so I, I respect that. Now, I was going to ask you, in terms of back to basketball, for you, what was your favorite game so far uh, as a Pacer? Um, I would that's a tough one. I would say probably the Cavs game. Um, that was a high, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the dunk, and it was just, uh, it was a very competitive game. And uh, it seemed like there was a little bit more to that one because we had just recently played them in Cleveland. Uh, that was a hard game as well. We lost that one, and, uh, and we gave up a lead and lost that one. So uh, we came into this one pretty fired up, so. You know, you had some, I think it was against the Lando Magic, game-winning free throws, and you've had some big shots. Is there a play maybe this season that's really kind of stood out to you of like, man, this was this was a great growth for me? Uh, I would say the New York Knicks game um, when I had the double-double. Just uh, there were some reads I made offensively that was definitely a big, big growth for me. Um, and then also be, being able to rebound the ball like I did, I got to – uh, do a better job of being consistent and doing that. We've had some really fun games at Gamebridge Fieldhouse this year. I'm just curious, uh, how awesome have the fans been at, at the arena and the Fieldhouse, and how much have you felt their presence during those awesome home games? Man, it's been awesome. Like we, we definitely need them in the arena to win games. Um, they've helped us win games this year. It's not, it's not an easy place to play. Um, it's what I've learned um, during my time here. It's. Uh, the people here, they, they know their basketball, and they're, they're real junkies. So it's it's fun having them in the crowd um, cheering us on like that. That's awesome. And, you know, just you've logged now 20 playoff appearances, but if you look around this Pacers roster, there's not a lot of playoff experience. I mean, what was it like kind of coming into that locker room being like, hey, you know, obviously I'm used to a little bit of a different different standard, and I know it'll come, but – has that been something that you've tried to kind of share with your teammates as to like what it feels like to play in an NBA finals or go on that run? Yeah. Uh, one of my coaches uh, kind of had me talk to one of my teammates about just how fun it is to play in the playoffs and how different it is um, just from an environment standpoint. And it's, it really is unmatched. It takes a big time jump. And that's something that I, I have expressed to my team of like, guys, we, we want to play in the playoffs. Like it is different. It's an experience that you get, you want to have, and it just makes the game so much more enjoyable. And I'm sure it drives you even more once you get a taste of it, just to want to get back there and, and prove yourself. Exactly. Even even just the playing game, there will be there's going to be a jump in the physicality, um, mm -hmm. the effort that everybody. So, even just playing in the playing game, guys are going to get that little taste and be itching for more. So. Yeah, I was yeah, going to I mean, say – well, sorry, Pach. I was going to say, you know, that Celtics game felt very much like a playoff atmosphere. Did you guys – did you feel that same way or did you feel like that maybe even a playing game would be more intensified than that game? I would say even a playing game would be more intensified than that game okay. for sure. That was, that was a hard game and everybody was obviously giving their all, but um, there's, just, there's just that extra little juice that comes in when, when it's the playoffs. And, and, you know, with, with all due respect to Boston, was there a little something extra in that, you know, those games against Boston that you want to say, hey, you know what, 
I want to have, you know, I want to play as good as I could possibly play tonight. Obviously, you want to do that every night, but a little something extra with Boston. Absolutely. I mean, I didn't I didn't say it earlier, but the Boston game in Boston was is also going to be up there for the most memorable games of the season for me. Just I was that was a game that I wanted to win more than any any of them. So it was it was good to get that one for sure. I got to throw this out there also. I was doing some research before this interview. Celtics blog, one of the one of the top Celtics spots. They put out an article about you just after that game saying this ain't the same old Aaron Neesmith. So, you know, it, it's it shows this year. You've taken, you know, leaps and bounds, and all Celtics fans notice it. Pacer fans notice it. The league notices it. So just wanted to give you your flowers right there. I appreciate that. We'll keep it going. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so I heard your nickname in Boston was Crash. I, I'm curious. Yeah. One, do you like that nickname? And two, is that the nickname you want to roll with moving forward? Or is there something else you got out there that you like a little bit better? Absolutely not. I hated that nickname. <laughs> I hated that nickname. I can't remember. <laughs> I, it, may have been, uh, it may have been Kemba, but not a fan of it. Glad I could leave that, that nickname behind. They call me Double here. Uh, I like that much better. I like it. I like it. Uh, you know, look, Coach Carlisle, been around the game for a minute now. He's won a championship. It's his third stint in Indiana, just well-respected around the league. But can you touch on Coach Carlisle, the human being, and maybe what we don't get to see uh, just behind the scenes? Um, yeah, he's very relatable. He's easy to talk to. He's a great coach. Um, you know, anytime you have any question or concern, you know, he's always there to listen. So uh, that's something that I know the guys appreciate um, and just, like, Coaching-wise, it makes you want to play for him more, if you know what I mean. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm One of my questions, kind of following up like that, you know, coaching stuff, maybe moving more to the front office, you know, Kevin Pritchard, Chad Buchanan, that whole group there. Uh, how awesome are they to work with? And maybe is it comparative to what was in Boston, or are they a little bit more hands-on since it's a smaller market, that kind of thing? Um, I would say they're around, they're around more, and – they are they're the best like they're being around more i think is 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 good um because i'm able to have real conversations with them you know not even just basketball related um so it's been it's it's great having those guys around and they've been awesome super nice so it's it's been a lot of fun all right now we're uh, before we close it out we're gonna go with our rapid fire segment first thought that comes to mind all right we got we got eight quick ones for you uh closest teammate to you on the pacers um, probably it was it was Terry Taylor, but he just got traded. Love um, me some TT. Ah, yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah, we miss TT for sure. Uh, let me let's go different route here. Toughest defensive matchup for you this season, Paul George. Ooh, yeah, I, I can't argue with that one. Uh, favorite TV show, past or present? Um. Probably Attack on Titan. Mm, I got to see that. Okay. Uh, what's your go-to spot to eat at in Indiana? Uh, I don't have a local spot yet, but I've been going to Chick-fil-A like three times a week. So <laughs> Closed on Sundays. <laughs> hey, we'll get you in that routine come the offseason. You'll, you'll find a spot. Um, all right, highlight for yeah. maybe most fun moment of the season for you. I guess you, you talked about a couple. Is there one in specific? Uh, we'll we'll say beating Boston in in Boston. Love it. 
All right. Now, this is a controversial question, so be careful because I don't want any of your teammates to hear this, but who's the best shooter on the Pacers? Uh, I'll say, a, a, can I say a handful of guys? <laughs> you got to pick one and you, you can't pick, pick yourself. <laughs> well, you can pick yourself. You can pick you can yourself. Pick, yeah, you can pick yourself. Mm. Nah, I'm, I'm going to just, I'm going to plead the fifth. Okay. All right. All fair right. enough. We'll, we'll just slide on that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So I would say for my next uh, favorite activity or hobby of yours off the court. Um, just got into golfing. So I definitely, uh, I'd probably say golfing. Re- quick follow up on that. How has it been for you? I'm the world's worst golfer. I don't know if I continue to pick up the club or if I just put it down. Uh, I'm not too good. Well, yeah. It, okay. it, it makes me feel a little better. Yeah. <laughs> I, personally, for me, I'm a top golf kind of guy. That's my thing. Go to the driving yeah. range, see how far I can hit it. Don't have to worry about making it in the hole or not. Just that's all I got to yeah. worry about. Uh, yeah, that's that's me. But okay, so last one for us here on the rapid fire. Uh, what inspired you to wear number 23? Was there a player that did that, or is it just a number you fell in love with? You know, um, I wore 23 maybe one time when I was younger, but I used to always wear 24 growing up, or wear 24 at Vanderbilt. Um, and Buddy's 24 here. So I picked 23 because it was the closest number I could get to 24. And if sometimes, if you notice, before warm-ups, when they're calling out the starters, Buddy will lift his his uh, he'll lift his shooting shirt up and show me 24 and laugh because he knows that's the number. So. That's cold. That is, wow. That's uh, why that you is... didn't pick him for best shooter. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I like the inside over there because that's the type of stuff you just don't pick up on. But I didn't know it was personal. But uh, <laughs> no, I, I definitely like that. And, you know, Aaron, before we finish up, I just really wanted to thank you for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. But you've also been a treat to watch because, look, we knew, hey, this guy can shoot. You know, he can defend. But we're seeing, I mean, the hustle, the grind, it's there. The diving for loose balls. I mean, boxing out, you're making winning plays. And that goes a long way. I appreciate it. So I always call it the dirty work. Someone's got to do it, and I just happen to love doing it. So, Absolutely. And tell everybody where they can find you out on social media. Yes, sir. Uh, just follow me on Aaron underscore Neesmith on Instagram and Twitter. Love it. Hey, Aaron, like I said, really appreciate you coming on. Best of luck for the rest of the season. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate you guys having me. Absolutely. Thanks, Aaron. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, Flatchy, every time we get these guys on the show, I just end up liking them more and more. I think that says a lot about the guys on this roster, just their humbleness, their willingness to come on the show, their their kindness to us. Aaron Neesmith did not disappoint. Terrific, terrific human being outside of a great basketball player. Man, what a likable guy. And you could just see, I mean, I love that moment in the, in the interview where then you could start to see, all right, this guy's having a little bit of fun, you know, because – you know how it goes with the media. Everyone's always asking the questions. You try and give the most professional answers. But I love when you could peel it back just a little bit and, and just kind of talk to them as just, hey, look, me and you, you know, not not you're being interviewed right now. 
Those are always the fun moments. And just like you said, now I'm stuck rooting for this guy for life. <laughs> I don't think you're I, stuck. I, I, well, well, you know what? I mean? I'm not stuck. Like I'm forced for it, but I, I'm here and I ain't going nowhere. But yeah. Alex, I was ready to shed a little tear out of my eye when we asked him, who's your closest teammate? And he said, well, it was Terry Taylor. Mm. I, I, I felt my heart break in that moment. Yeah, and I, I was a little disappointed that he played in the fifth when we asked him who the best shooter on the team was. But, you know, I'm not going to hold it against him. Uh, you know, he's catching passes from Tyrese, and Buddy has his number. So True. what is he supposed to do here? He's not going to upset one or the other. So, you know, with that being said, though, I think Aaron Neesmith has been just an absolute joy to have on this team, and he really – as like Caitlin Cooper said on our previous episode, kind of changed the way this team was playing basketball. So it's it's been really cool to see. But Fachi, I think that kind of wraps everything up. If uh, you want to let the people know where they can find us out on social media, that would be great. Absolutely. So you can find us on Twitter at setting the pace three. You can find Alex on Twitter at Alex Golden NBA. I can be found on Twitter at underscore F A C C I. You can find us on Instagram at Pacers Talk. You can find us on Facebook at Setting the Pace. You can find us on TikTok at Setting the Pace. And Alex, tell them where they can check us out on YouTube. Go to youtube.com slash Setting the Pace, a Pacers podcast. Subscribe. Watch all of our videos. We've put a lot of videos out there and even some of the videos that we put out during the summer, our interview with Lance Stevenson. That is a rewatchable little segment there so go watch those videos because lance stevenson anytime you hear lance talk it's awesome we obviously miss lance but andrew nimhart on there twice terry taylor tyrese halliburton you know we've had a lot of stuff on there so make sure you check it out but fachi if you're hoping maybe to get some chick-fil-a later this week after hearing aaron neesman say that's been kind of his go-to place in indiana then hit me with those three words let's go pacers Going to the top, setting the pace, going to the top. This is your number one podcast, sweeping every team. We gon' need a mop, smooth. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.